This is a niche radio podcast. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or log into www.nicheradio.co.za. Securities of financial instruments mentioned in this show may not be suitable for all investors. Securities of emerging mid-sized growth companies typically involve a higher level of risk and more volatility than the securities of more established companies. So the listeners are urged to make their own independent decisions regarding any securities or financial instruments mentioned in this podcast, i.e. do your own research and do not invest money in either stocks or any financial instruments that you cannot afford to lose money on. Welcome everybody, welcome to Trader Gang Money Matters. This is the second podcast for the week and today we're going to be discussing stock markets, forex, the works. Okay, and it's always good to know uh, what the, these markets are about before you jump in. Okay, I get a lot of questions now that are asking me like, what is the stock market? What is the forex industry? How do they work? How do I get involved? How do I start trading? And so forth. Firstly, with with let's start with the stock market. Okay, there's there's a lot of you know difference between secrecy and public speculation. So basically, um, public speculation would be I'm investing in Shoprite because Warren Buffett says so, right? And unfortunately, this is a lot of what people are doing out there. And they're not necessarily trading based on, you know, their own uh, using different research tools to try and find out why they invest in what they own. And as Peter Lynch would say, you know, invest in what you own, but also know why you own it. Okay. So now, Trader Gang, over the years, we've we've managed to successfully do research on 100 companies on the JSC and on the New York Stock Exchange yearly. So we have this thing that we call, you know, uh, our annual 100 list of companies to invest in. And we try to tell people what to invest in. Obviously, our buy recommendations, uh, we still believe that you have to do your own research before you start investing in them. But luckily, we've we've been lucky enough to have companies that shoot straight out, like the super breakouts right after we alert them. This is because we use different research and sophisticated mathematical formulas to try and predict, even we come up with our own anomalies to try and predict the markets better. So you always want to do, to try your best to try and, you know, know how the stock market works or how the forex industry works, derivatives and so forth. Okay, so now one thing that I want us to start with is the realization that, okay, different stock market giants, let's say George Soros, for example, George Soros, you need to understand, I've been lucky enough to, to study different successful people, including him, because upon when I was, you know, in my teen years and I was trying to understand how both markets work, I realized that the best way to do it is if you analyze these successful people and how they work and how what their investment philosophy is and so forth. Now with George Soros, for example, as an example, George Soros believes in survival, Okay. And I mean, back in the day, uh, it's in his books. I'll give you a list of recommended books that I that I read personally, and in both stock markets and the forex market and so forth. So 
he believes in survival. I mean, there was a time when, you know, people were being killed where he was from and his father uh, taught him this as some, you know, like a survival tactic and he used it as now his investment philosophy in every decision that he makes. He literally starts there, you know. You always want to reason from fundamental truths. You always want to, you know, go back to the basics, go back to the foundation before you make a decision. And reasoning from logic is always the best thing to do, I would say, you know. So with George Soros, what happened was, uh, they, he put it in the book that survival is one of the most critical things that he, he, he learned from his father. And now, uh, I mean, they literally, uh, they had to say they're not, they don't belong to a certain group of people just so they can survive. Because everyone who was, uh, basically George Soros was being killed. And this is when he was a child, you know. So, ever since then, he has managed to successfully predict, let's say for example, you know, he, he's the guy who's known to be a hedge fund a billionaire who made a billion rand in a day. You know, he put out the best trade ever. I mean, one of my favorite books of all time is is um, The Best Trade in the World, you know, where there's a discussion about how George Soros did it, how did he, and how John Paulson, you know, uh, basically duplicated the same model to, 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 to make as much as he could for his investors. So now if you can understand that it starts with survival for George Soros, then you realize that every move that he makes in business and investments has to do with survival, okay? He has to survive by any means, okay? All right. So now, starting from, okay, so Trader Gang, we've done these companies and uh, we've literally invested in companies that are in, you know, biotech stocks, solar companies, and I'll give you reasons why we invested in such. Okay, so starting with Tesla, for example. Tesla, uh, I remember there was a time in 2013 when um, everyone was doubting. I mean, the automotive industry was like, there were big automotive industry companies that were really upset with the fact that, you know, Elon is trying to create this this uh, is trying to disrupt the industry by introducing these electric cars and so forth. And because of this, that led to, you know, several instances where the company was put in jeopardy. I mean, there's, there's videos on YouTube of, of that specific time and the company would have been bankrupt by now, would have, you know, filed for liquidation and so forth because of the pressure that was uh, happening at the time from the other major auto dealers. I mean, in one instance, they they bought the Tesla, I think a Model S, and then they drove it a while, and then they put petrol on it, and they sent it to, to thing to to the media, and the media responded to it. And obviously, uh, investors in that case, they didn't want to be associated with what was you know unsafe cars and so forth. So what happened is they literally just pulled out of the stock, and it came crashing down. But Elon, with his genius, he took the same car and took it for testing for, you know, U.S. safety and security. And they realized that it's the safest car in the world. And that sent the stock price shooting up 600% in a year. So that means if you invested a certain amount, I mean, take that, multiply by 600 and do the math, you know. So 
Um, although he's in a free market and, you know, I personally believe he's not competing with those people. So it's unnecessary to put him under pressure and to do all these things that, you know, kill the stock. I mean, there was a time when even in in other TV broadcasting stations, huge with mo- huge TV stations that have millions and millions of people, they were literally just saying Elon is South African, he's not smart enough, he's not, you know, uh, this is a cult stock. And I truly believe that, you know what, he's building an exceptional company and you have to almost look at the long-term value of it. That's how you would appreciate what the company is doing. Even though sometimes the stock price is not performing well at a certain time, but definitely if you look at the long-term outlook of it, and that would show you, you know, the success of the company in the long run. And that alone, in order to have that understanding, you need to do fundamental analysis. So fundamental analysis uses economic data, while technical analysis guides entries by using historic price action. Okay, so basically with fundamental analysis, you look at the company and you do research based on how did the company perform in the past five years, what uh, different products they have lined up and who's in management and so forth. And fundamental analysis, well, technical analysis is literally just studying the charts and looking at when would be the right time to get in and when would be the right time to get out. Okay. I hope it's not a mouthful, but, but yeah. So now there's another person that I mentioned, John Paulson. John Paulson is is truly an extraordinary uh, businessman, just like uh, George Soros. Um, but now you also have to study how he moves as well, you know, because, I mean, there was a time when it was him, George Soros and Ryan Buffett, and they were investing specifically in the asset class of gold. And they held on for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, Warren Buffett and George Soros pulled out and John Paulson stuck in. You know, he, he literally held on, uh, not realizing that he was going to lose. He lost, I think, $295 million in a space of two days, you know. Of course, he did manage to make it back, you know, but yeah. But this is, he's also a fantastic hedge fund personnel or businessman because there was a time in 2008 when when the stock market crash happened he's one of the guys that literally made billions and billions of money because he was buying you know contracts uh, of difference i suppose like cfds he was buying different uh products that the market was not comfortable with so he kept buying and buying and everyone was like you know what is this guy doing you know but he was he kept on buying and buying and when the whole mortgage uh, industry, when they gave housing to people that couldn't afford them in the United States, which is primarily what caused the stock market crash in 2008, he literally made a killing of that, okay, for him and his uh, shareholders and investors. So it's very important to understand all these dynamics and to, to try and understand how how it happens. You know, um, okay, so now what's the difference between the stock market and the forex market, and what are the advantages thereof? Okay, so within the forex market, the market hours are flexible, and this means because you know the stock exchange closes, like for example, the JSC closes at half past four every day, 
uh, with the stock market, it does not close. It closes on Fridays, yes, and opens on Sundays, but it trades literally 24 hours the whole week. Okay? And uh, there's no cornering of the market. And the advantages thereof is with small movements in the exchange rate uh, through leverage, the market accepts transactions and the steady income on opening positions and swaps and rollovers. So basically, you know, if you know the different currencies in the different countries, the like for example in Europe you have the Euro Fiber and the Unified Currency, which is known in the Euro Fiber and the Unified Currency, it's EUR, that's the symbol. And in Japan you have the Japanese Japan yen. And then the Great British Pound, which is, you know, London. You have Switzerland's France, which is also known as Swizzy. And Canadian Dollar, which is also known as Looney. And Australian Dollar, also known as Aussie. Or ZA, also known as, you know, South African Rand. The dangers of the Forex market is not being wiped out completely if leverage is not used correctly. If you use emotional trading, you engage in revenge trades, you follow a chart because you think... Uh, you follow a chart because you think maybe you had some, I don't know, some speculation about what's going to happen and then you just place a trade. You don't even follow the chart. You just, you know, and without proper studying the, of the charts, then that is where you can, you know, the disadvantage of the Forex market. And if you don't obviously practice uh, risk management, you don't choose the right approach um, and you don't, use economic data, then you'll definitely not be successful in that regard. Now, with the stock market, obviously, I already mentioned a couple of those things, and you always have to look at financial performance of the company. You always have to do statements over a period of, of time. Um, you have to always make sure that the management is strong and so forth. So now, these are the practices that we use specifically in trade again, in understanding everything about how both markets work. And with that regard, we believe that excessive offensive stocks represent an investment with a low or zero rate of return. And now also with comparison to the biotech stocks that I mentioned, there was, you know, there was a year, I think in 2015, that we specifically invested through Tiregang, we invested solely in biotech companies. In that regard, you know, if a company like, for example, when the Ebola broke out, there's a lot of companies that came forward and saying, hey, I have a cure for Ebola and so forth. And how the market responded to that was there was a lot of companies that were literally traded because of that speculation. So there was speculation going around and a lot of companies made a lot of money just by saying they have a cure for Ebola. And when the, you know, when the drugs were tested, it was found out that, you know, um, they can't cure Ebola, okay? So now in that regard, how you would, we literally got or benefited from the stocks specifically in that regard was, okay, if a company is offering drugs, like a pharmaceutical company is doing drugs, okay, and these drugs are not approved by the FDA yet, specifically in the in the United States, for example, if Aspen has products and they, you know, they want to introduce a new drug, there's a procedure that goes with that. And 
obviously their drug has to be approved first. But if they don't have a list of drugs that have already been approved by the FDA, it's very difficult for most companies to, to introduce that drug. And therefore, most companies would go bankrupt in less than two years after that. You see, so there's, there's quite a lot of red flags you need to look out for, especially when you're doing research on a pharmaceutical company or in the pharmaceutical industry, in order to find out whether the drug will be successful or not. Now, over the years, we've also invested in companies like, you know, Tiger Brands, Capitec, Discovery, Richmond, BHP, Billington, Sasol, ShopRite, Asa Limited, Old Mutual, Woolworths, which has been dealing with its own, you know, it, it's, you know, Woolworths and First Rent, for example, have literally always been the darlings of the JSC. But I suppose they've been dealing with certain challenges so far. And, you know, it saw their stocks being hammered a bit. But I truly believe that they have an exceptional management. Both companies have exceptional management. And in no time, they should be able to, to find their feet again and to deliver exceptional profits to their shareholders. Okay, so, again, um, in the stock market, there's a list of, you know, uh, there's a list of procedures that you have to follow as well as in the Forex market in order to, to know what's going on and how to go about uh, doing it. I have a few, you know, Peter Lynch quotes that I really love. And let me give them to you. Like, for example, he says in stocks, as in Romans, the ease of divorce is not, is not on, on a on a sound basis for commitment. So in stocks, as in Romans, ease of divorce is not a sound basis for commitment. The key to making money in stocks is not to get scared out of them. If you're prepared to invest in a company, then you ought to be able to explain why in simple language that a fifth grader could understand and quickly enough so the fifth grader won't get bored. There's no shame in losing money on a stock. Everybody does it. What is shameful is to hold on to the stock or worse, to buy more of it when the fundamentals are deteriorating. So as you can see, like it's research. It all comes down to research. If you know all there is, like I always say also, if you know all there is to know about a company, you'll never go wrong. So I break down, we break down the companies to its finest point. And judging from that, that tells us where the company will go and we can easily predict what the company will literally deal with in, the, in future tense. Obviously, past performance does not necessarily uh, indicate future performance, but if you do, you know, such research on and calculations on earnings and so forth, then you will learn how to better predict using those same strategies, how to predict whether it's this Forex market, whether it's the stock market, okay? Now in trade again, we also have a blueprint of what you need to do in order to be successful in investing, as they say. Okay, number one, you need to choose your trading style carefully. So you need to invest time into learning how you trade, when you trade, and how you react to different movements of the market and so forth. And you need to match your style to the way you're living. Okay, that makes a whole lot of difference. Because if you know that your style does not fit a certain way, then you can choose to stay away from different or certain uh, market opportunities which would otherwise, let's say, wipe you out.
you need to use a low risk high reward trading method okay this is where the indication of buying low and selling high comes in okay and you have to make sure like with my trading method for example i can use my trading method in anything it doesn't matter if it's stock markets doesn't matter if it's forex derivatives cfds it doesn't matter if it's in derivatives it doesn't matter if it's in you know gold oil whatever i can use my trading style and my methods in the same market so make sure that your trading method works in all the markets and that you only choose only the best of companies if you're going to be in stocks and you only choose only the best of currencies uh you know you can easily do multiple trade multiple trades put multiple trades in forex but if you can choose to master one currency and you know what's going on with that currency then it gets easier you know and obviously if you're in the forex market following global news is 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 imperative but at the same time if if you you don't want to get swayed too much by what the media is saying as opposed to doing your own research okay especially on global markets and obviously linking up with successful people i'm also a firm believer in that you know you have to be at the other side of the other side of the trade each time this is so that you know we have in the markets we have what we call market makers and if market makers if someone is trading or a company is trading or institution is trading and they're putting in let's say you know 50 million in one trade and you're putting in like 2000 rand on one trade then chances are the market will go in their direction so although all these research tools are very very important it's also important to understand that you know the psychology behind trading you know you need to understand the psychology behind trading and that will definitely help you in your success in your journey to being successful now other companies we've also invested in uh over the years is like bitvest we have greenrod venezuela arium technologies and yeah now as time goes i'll also teach you on how to 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 look for those red flags in the in the financial statements or in in you know in the yearly performance of these companies each time a public company when after they finish their um financial year they release audited results and you can use that in order to as part of the fundamentals research tool as well you know so yeah now as i promised the list of books to you can check out these books on you know facebook.com uh, /realtradergain because we always we always post different books that you can read in the different markets so just so you you know you know where to start and how to do it okay now one of my, the list of my favorite books you know it's for example there's one up on wall street by peter lynch i already mentioned peter lynch irrational exuberance by robert shiler the theory of investment value by john williams common stocks and uncommon profits by philip fisher the intelligent investor by benjamin graham obviously which is one of his favorite book the theory of investment value by john williams again against the gods by peter bernstein reminiscence of a stock operator by edwin leffer the alchemy of finance by george soros who i also mentioned security analysis by benjamin graham and david dot the handbook of fixed income securities by frank fabozzi 
Damoderam on valuation by Asworth Damoderin and Common Sense of Mutual Funds by John Bogle, rest in peace. The Essay of Warren Buffett by Warren Buffett. Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds by Charles Mackay. Manias, Panics, Crashes by Charles Kindleberger. The Little Book for of Behavioral Investing by James Montier. Barbarians at the Gate by Brian Barrow and John Heller. Too Big to Fail by Andrew Ross Sokin. When Genius Failed by Roger Lowenstein and Liars Poker by Michael Lewis and Stocks for the Long Run by Jeremy Siegel. Now you can also, you can find, you know, on the Trader Gang page, we always post other books. So, you know, over the years, I've literally read a thousand of books. Um, and I must say, that's truly of how, how I learned to, to, you know, to, to get in the markets and how the markets work and so forth. Now, on the JSC, it's believed that you have to, you know, have a portfolio with blue chip companies and have a small amount of ETFs, which is exchange-traded funds, and, you know, have an asset class that may be left standing when it's all set and done, which is like gold in your portfolio. Well, I truly believe that, you know what, if you want to control or you want to better make profits or returns, better returns. You have to be actively involved in your portfolio. You can't invest solely in that and leave it for the next couple of years and hope that, you know, the markets go goes your way. So you have to be actively involved. You know, I manage different funds and once again, obviously, they, they manage my own money and that of employees and qualifying friends and family. But I again, I strictly make sure that uh, I'm actively involved in those things so that I know exactly what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and so forth. Okay? So I can't wait to, to learn more of you guys. If you have any questions with regards to what I just said, all of it, then send questions and I'll try to simplify it even more if you do not understand. But the best way thing is always do your research and always know what you're doing way before you step in. Okay? Before I started trading, I mean, I was... For years, I was learning about how stock markets and forex and all these other markets work. So it's better to do your own research and to also find out way before you jump in with actual money of how it works. That's why there's demo accounts so you can practice and make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. The information mentioned herein has been obtained from sources and persons which we believe are reliable, but it's not guaranteed for accuracy, completeness, or otherwise. All opinions expressed and recommendations made are subject to change without notice. Once again, do not invest in any financial instruments without doing your own research. And this is strictly my opinion, Davis Kasana's opinion, and my company trade again. For more, visit www.nicheradio.co.za.